Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Bucks Nation. Uh, we are live yet again. Uh, this is the Real Bucks Talk uh, podcast. I'm back here with my good man, Mark Ramirez. Uh, Mark, uh, we are doing a little uh, quarantine and chill, you know, <laughs> talking uh, Buccaneers football. Uh, we have a lot of time to uh, on our hands now with, uh, you know, all this stuff going on. So, you know, better way, no better way than uh, talking bucks and talking football with the rest of you guys. So uh, it's exciting times. But Mark, uh, just your, you know, thoughts on, you know, just the overall week of free agency. Obviously the big news, uh, Tom Brady, now we have the contract numbers. It uh, looks like uh, two years, 50 million. So pretty good deal, I think, on you know both sides of the party. Yeah, I mean, obviously now the dream is coming to reality. We actually know he's here. He's admitted to liking everyone on our team. The reason why he came is because of what we have here. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, knowing them by name. And a great piece by Rick Stroud that we'll talk about later that came out. I enjoyed every word of it. But it's but like you said, we have his contract. Everyone thought it was gonna be a thirty five million dollar a year kind of thing. He's in it for the money. Obviously he's not. I mean, let's quickly look over at that. I mean, this is what is spot track? Always get this wrong. Spot track mm-hmm. on the internet is great with their their contracts and everything. So it's pretty much a base salary of fifteen million a year with that ten million roster bonus, which is equivalently to twenty five million a year. So right. everyone thought thirty five million. Ten million less, I'll take that any day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, being realistically, this old man wants to win games. So he's looking yeah. to to help out the Bucks win games and to me, that's nothing but kudos for us. And damn, I couldn't be any more happy to have him with the targets we have. And then, obviously, yeah, you're going to talk more about the Cam Brate situation too, because that's a big looming thing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, just going back over to the the contract, I think it's you know a really good thing uh, for both parties. Like I said, uh, you know, it's a good fit for. You know what Tom Brady uh, brings, and you know what the Bucks need, and that is winning games. And so I think it's a good match. But it, obviously, it looks like you know, like you said, Brady did his homework. He knows, you know, the kind of pieces that he has here in place. Uh, I think he's impressed with the young defense and what you know they're able to do under Todd Bowles. So now you have you know Brady at quarterback. Uh, you know, I think a, a lot of fans should be excited. And again, you know, there's the naysayers of saying like you know his age and. You know, his play could drop any time and stuff like that. And obviously so. You know, we talked about this on the last podcast, but, you know, a lot of a lot of risk involved, but that's with every player, you know. So I'm excited. I think, um, you know, this is just the start. Long way to go, um, you know, throughout the offseason. So just got to see what other pieces they add. But so far, so good. And going on about the decline of Tom Brady, people are so, I guess, wanting the what-ifs of the Jameis Winston as opposed to what they're getting with Tom Brady. At the end of the day, like, yes, father time always prevails. You're going to lose speed. You're going to lose strength. You're going to lose just agility. But with that, your mind matures. You're getting smarter. Like Brooks said, he he could read it before it would even happen, so he knew where to be. Stuff like that is what we're getting with Tom Brady. Stuff like that is what you're – 
you don't have to worry that he has to make a quicker decision or get away from something so fast. He doesn't need to do that because he can read it faster than, say, a 26-year-old Jameis Winston. And it's not a knock on Jameis. And we'll go more into Jameis and his goodbye to Tampa that he talked about earlier today. It's just Tom Brady, to me, is a true win-now move. And it's something the Bucks really, really needed to do. I mean, that... Yes, it's asses in the seats we talked about before. It is a business move that the Glazers have always loved to make. They always try to shoot for. But at the end of the day, we really needed it. I mean, this, this team offensively is ready. It It's really up to if the quarterback can get us there or not. And if he doesn't throw 30 interceptions, you would think, okay, maybe we make the playoffs. Once you make the playoffs, you never know. And the end-all be-all with Jameis was, could he give you four straight wins in a row against good competition, not the Lions, the Jaguars, and a faulty Falcons team? It's Could you do great against four great defenses? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's proven by Tom Brady. Jameis, he had the ups and downs, but this isn't the Jameis talk. This is just where we're moving forward with Tom Brady, and this is what we're hoping for. But yeah, everyone thinks... Oh, we, we're going to get it. We're going to do it. Tom Brady's going to take us to the Super Bowl, which is here in Tampa. Yes, all that sounds amazing. And we all hope and dream for that. But it, in reality, once the season starts, you never know. Yes, we have probably a better probability, I would say. But Tom Brady lost last year through a pick six to end his season. <laughs> yeah. We know what that feels like. So right. you never know, right? But, I mean, Tom Brady, hell yeah, I took that picture of him on Del Mabry. The Brit Del, Del Mabry and Lime Ball. I know y'all must have seen it. Glorious. I had to stop to take that picture. But uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, do you want to talk about Cam Braid's contract? Or do you want to. Yeah, we can get into that. In general? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, let's start with Cam Braid. And, you know, obviously he's got uh, the Bucks themselves have a decision with him and, you know, you know, see if he's going to be on the team, you know, going forward. Uh, I believe. Uh, it's four million due tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, if he's you know still on the team, uh, then you know I think uh, I mean we're just gonna have to wait and see. I I'm good with it either way. Like if they keep him, I understand it. It's great. Um, he's still a reliable target. Still a really good player. Um, and especially you know given Brady's history of using the tight ends, and you know especially inside the red zone. You know, I could see why they would keep him on. But at the same time, I mean, maybe they try to, you know, restructure the deal and maybe save some money that way or, you know, maybe find a late trade partner and, um, you know, part ways. But we shall see. I mean, it'll be interesting tomorrow if if anything comes up in that regard. But, you know, as of right now, I think they're going to keep him on the team um, just because, you know, that contract really isn't that bad compared to, you know, other tight ends that are getting probably more that don't really deserve it. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, mm-hmm. does he see O.J. Howard and Cam Brake like he saw with Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez? I mean, this is crazy how many weapons he has right now. Guys that know how to use their body to catch the ball. Guys that know how to use their strength or use their size, just anything. Like, they have work across the board. We have it. And if we do truly sign back Perriman, then you got that speed threat dude that you can't stay with. So a guy that knows how to use these weapons, like he's had it all over these 20 years. So you hope it stays. I mean, yeah, I, I showed those, the contract clips. I don't know if you saw them, but for the the audience, it's just 6 million at the end of the day. I mean, what, what is, what's that Browns dude, uh, Hooper going to get? Is yeah, he's getting he, a lot of money. He's not worth that. Cambrate right. is a discount, and I think Cambrate's better than Hooper. So let's just throw that out there. And I think these last two years, why not just keep him? Go for it. We're going to really find out by tomorrow, like you said, $4 million guaranteed. It's either going to be a trade cut or you're keeping his ass, and we're going to roll forward with him. And I think we should roll forward. I mean, this is it. This is like if you're really truly shooting for the stars, going for that championship belt. <laughs> you keep it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, it it's a uh, you know, I think he just he blends well with you know what OJ Howard brings to the table, and 
you know, again, another piece of the tight end room. You know, obviously they brought back Tanner Hudson, and then they also have, you know, Anthony Auclair, uh got re-signed. So it's a good tight end group in general right there with those four, um, including OJ. So I, I, I think – I think it would be smart to, to keep them. Right now, you're not really hurting for salary cap space. I think they're at $23 million, uh, give or take. Um, obviously, you got to have like $7 million reserved for the uh, the rookies. But again, that is something that, you know, they always figure out. I, I believe it was last year even, like, you know, the whole question of will we be able to afford Devin White's contract? And they ended up figuring that out pretty easily and, and being able to uh, fit him, him under the salary cap. So, yeah, you know, as of right now, I think it's it's awesome to have him on the team because of what Brady has done before, and I think Brady will probably say something as far as you know keeping those guys together. Yeah, like you were saying, I mean, that tight end room is loaded. Mm-hmm. So Tanner Hudson, Anthony Alclair, Cam Bray, OJ Howard, not to mention McElroy, who another right. monster. That's five tight ends. You could mm-hmm. honestly see them moving Bray. Let's be honest. Because he's the only one with that much money and isn't can't do both sides of the ball like blocking and receiving. He's a really good receiving threat, blocking not so much. But I I just can see the potential of what this offense could be with him, and it's a scary thing. I, I hope we can keep keep it all, even though that's a bag of riches right there with all those tight ends. But mm-hmm. also what you were saying about Jason Light. And who is it, Mike Greenberg with the right. contracts? We're really damn good. Have you seen some of these other damn teams with the contracts? Like the Rams, what the hell have they been thinking for years? Like, let me give Todd Gurley $17 million. Like, what? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, the big thing is like other teams, they give out signing bonuses. And the Bucks really don't. They don't give out signing bonuses. What they'll do is they'll construct the contract in a way where. Um, you know, a lot of money is either up front or they have it backloaded. Uh, they're very creative in, you know, how, how they guarantee certain money and, you know, roster bonuses, stuff like that. That's usually what they go in as far as their bonus, but they don't give up, you know, signing bonuses. So, you know, it's really just roster checks if you're on the roster, you know, at a certain point in time. Uh, so that, you know, they keep their, themselves out of uh, dead cap money which ends up, you know, helping them a lot going into the next year. So, you know, you look at Minnesota, you look at the Rams, all those teams, they get, you know, even the Saints sometimes they get in trouble with, you know, the dead cap. Um, Cowboys, again, another team. So, you know, that's, yeah, it comes back to bite you. So, yeah, Mike Greenberg, I think, is definitely a guy that we're very fortunate to have. And I'm surprised he hasn't been talked about as far as, you know, potential GM jobs elsewhere. But, you know, right now... Don't even bring it up. I know. <laughs> right now, uh, we're in a good spot, you know, with those two. Uh, I think Jason has done a really good, good job of learning from his past history as far as mistakes goes. And I think he's doing a much better job as, um, you know, understanding who to bring in and who who not to bring back and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you're right about that. And then... Just looking at overall the free agency, who we've brought in, who we've lost. I mean, obviously, number one, Tom Brady. Carl Nassar, we lost. I think for us, it wasn't going to be a surprise. A lot of people thought we are going to be able to bring him back at $5 million. I thought that was a joke. I mean, he's getting the money he deserves. He went to the Raiders. John Gruden, enjoy him. Great hustle player. I'm going to miss him. He was all team all the time. Uh, Boy Allen also left. Went to the New England Patriots. I think he forgot where Tom Brady went. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but those are the pretty much the two, only two big casualties we've had so far. Not to mention Winston once he gets signed. But right. uh, we also retained Nacho <laughs> and Kevin Minter. Yeah, Brian those Mitchell, are good. Brent Mitchell, I guess they don't have a contract yet. But Nacho, Minter are back. Let's talk about that before we talk about is it Joe Haig? Is that what it is? Yeah, Joe Haig. Okay. Yep. But talk about Nacho and Minter. How do you feel about those two? Yeah, again, I think those are good, you know, guys to bring back. They bring, um, you know, good energy to the locker room. And then I think it's depth. Uh, that's very important. You know, Kevin Minter did a good job filling in for Devin White last year. And now you have Nacho. 
um, back who I think can, you know, earn more playing time along with, you know, William Golston and, and the rest of those guys um, on the front line. So, yeah, no problems with those guys coming back. Again, relatively cheap deals, uh, you know, good, you know, one-year deals that, you know, provide value. And that's something we talked about. You're going to see a lot of one-year deals, right? Right, yeah. I mean, these are guys that are really trying to push to, again, Tom Brady, you know he's going to win championships. You know he's going to at least be there. He's not going to put you in a bad situation. You get the nickname, the GOAT, you're pretty damn good. So people will mm-hmm. follow you. So Nacho, yes, he's always been a great role player. Kevin Minter, special teams, really depth for middle linebacker. Aggressive nose BAs and Todd Bull system. What, what more can you ask for? This is dependable guys you really want in your team, right? Mm-hmm. And Nacho, I think he can play a little bit of outside too, just based on his smaller stature. He's not, he's, he's no Vita Vea, let's put it that way. Right, yeah. But speaking of that, let's go more into Joe Haig. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Joe Haig, pretty much he's played everywhere. <laughs> the dude in 2018 played, started the season opener at left tackle. Then he moved back to right tackle before suffering an injury, then landed him on the IR. Then they activated him in the IR and subsequently made two more starts at right guard. For the injured Mark Glowinski. So pretty much he sounds like a typical Jason Light type of offensive lineman. He can play everywhere along the line, a la Earl Watford. Beginning of his career as a fifth round pick, pretty much started almost everything. Last year they started drafting more and more depth. Okay, he starts falling down in in the depth chart. But still, this is a dude that has played. He's been in the fire before. He's not like he's wet behind the ears. You're hoping this is a guy that can actually produce and actually look good on the field. Do you think this is? I know you had uh, an in with someone from the Colts. Give me some input. Yeah, I mean, everything I've heard so far, I think he's a guy that, you know, could come in and, and potentially start at right tackle. I think he's got the that starter level uh, play. And I think he's a guy that can be, you know, really good and reliable. I think at any position you put him at, he can play pretty much all the positions up front, you know, maybe outside of center, but very versatile. Uh, A guy that I think is a better run blocker than he is pass blocker. And I think that's something they, they wanted to add to the right side um, in that category. But I think he's definitely a guy that could step in right away and play right tackle um, from what I'm hearing. It looks like the Colts are um, at least Colts fans. And then also insiders that I've spoken with, they're, um, you know, not happy with him leaving. So, you know, that's a good sign for the, yeah, that's always good for the bucks. And um, yeah, I think they're definitely going to draft a tackle. Sure. And this guy will compete with that guy and we'll see what happens, but he could definitely start if, if necessary and be productive. Oh, forgive me. I've been deliberately ignoring the damn chat on the live stream. <laughs> My fault. I have too many damn things up here. But Robert Green, a la uh, Robert Green, is in the chat. He's just throwing some things down. He said, capped off at three wins. And then, and then submarine, I guess, talking about Tom Brady, I'm assuming. He said <laughs> no to Perriman. Uh, Jeffrey Olson. This is a new name. I like this. Nacho, Minter, and Haig are all great depth signings. I agree with you. And he also said Jason Light gets his D2, oh yeah, Division Two offensive lineman via free agency this year. Uh, hey, he loves him, right? Yeah. But no, no, all that great points all around. Robert Green doesn't want Pyramid, I guess. Jeez, I don't know why, but that's a speed threat, my man. I guess he just wants Scotty Miller to take over. He's trying to get comp, comp picks. That's, that's a go-to, okay. Okay, I can see that. But, yeah, the, the D2 offensive lineman via free agency, we're probably still going to get some big uglies. You, you know that. But, right. I mean, other than that, Joe Haig, anything of depth is going to be good. We, we just need it, especially on the offensive line. There's going to be injuries that occur, even though Dominic Smith is, since last year, he missed, what, two games or one game? But he's been, like, the model of consistency. Right. Right. So, I mean, 
I I think offensive line left side is set. I think we mentioned this a little bit in the last live stream. Donovan Smith, I don't know why people hate on him so much. And maybe because he's playing some of the best left edge rushers on that left side every damn game. You're going to get beat. You can't be 100% of 100% all the time. He's not a machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 330, 40 pounds. It's going to get beat. Okay, it's just going to happen. So it's just don't make it the dumbest mistake from by fumbling the ball. Let it just be a sack. So Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Jensen, that right there is better than what Tom Brady had last year. I'm going to go out there and say that immediately. Better than what Tom Brady had last year. On the right, right. side, okay, Kappa, he's serviceable. That's all you want at right guard. He's going to get better with time, hopefully. He did show times of where he looked really, really damn good. In run game, in pass blocking, played with a broken forearm. The dude's, he just goes all out. Like, give him his credit. That was his first full year starting. Maybe he gets even better. Let's hope. Right tackle's the big hole. That's what everyone wants us to draft. But let's see. I mean, if there's a better player, better defensive tackle out there, a guy that knows how to just go all out like a Devin Minter, or Devin Minter, Devin White, a defensive tackle at 14, I would rather have that than a guy that's going to have to just rely on his athletic ability, like Tristan Wirfs or Mekhi Becton. I mean, I, I like them both, but still, it's like these are guys are going to have to learn on the go. Javon mm-hmm. Kinlaw and Derek Brown, if they're there, they're blasting through the line. They're not thinking. They know what the hell they have to do. Get after the quarterback. If he ain't there, go, out, go after the running back. Two things. So, I mean, I think it would be easier for a defensive lineman to mature into the the NFL than an offensive lineman. But mm. that's my take. What do you think? No, I agree with that. Um, you know, again, we've had discussions with this, you know, on multiple occasions. You know, you don't really need, uh, you know, all pro right tackle. You need a guy that's going to be competent and be able to do his job. Uh, again, now the right side and the left side are pretty much both important, you know, especially in today's NFL as you have, you know, guys that can rush from both sides and, and provide, you know, mismatches, you can say. So Plus when you have guys... Or long developing routes and holding on yeah. to the ball kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, especially in this offense, you know, the tackle play is, is very important. And I would say it's the same thing on the defensive line. Uh, you know, those are two positions that are very critical as far as the success goes on both sides. So you got to have good tackle play. Um you know, especially those long developing routes, um, you want to have your pocket pretty much clear and be able to step up into the pocket. So, yeah, it's important. But again, you don't need a you know Pro Bowl guy. And you know, like I said with Joe Haig, I think this is a guy that could be you know someone that could you know step in and then you know let this rookie, if they do draft a rookie later, you know let him develop and, and come in eventually. But you know, as of now, I think they're in a really good spot. I think options are there at 14. Um, so, you know, just let the draft come to you and, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, and that's pretty much the only two guys we've signed and Carl Massa and Bo Allen leaving. But before we keep going on, I just want to also mention this. Jameis Winston with his little post talking about how he's leaving Tampa Bay. It's been a great five seasons of, as a Buccaneer. All love and respect. I love Tampa, and I look forward to seeing y'all again in February. Super Bowl 2020 vision. <laughs> Dream forever. And you did make a post about how we went to the draft and actually saw him get taken. We weren't there. There's a piece of crap. He, he didn't go, and they didn't let us in the actual thing. But either way, Jameis, we loved him when we t- first took him. This is a big change. I mean, we grew to to learn that, okay, he's making the same habits. He's making the same mistakes, the same over and over. And I've, I've said this before. It's like almost like he's cheating on you and you keep taking him back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can only do it so many times. And I think B.A. just immediately thought, he's like, you know what? I, I gave him a system that I thought would work and – it's just not working. I need to leave before it gets worse kind of thing. Right. Especially, okay, you got Tom Brady. It's an easy choice. But I think truly he would benefit from like a, 
a force-structured, shorter passing game, like slants, West Coast kind of game. And I think, yeah, if he did go to the Raiders, it would be a good decision. If he went to the Bears, it would be a good decision. So where it's not, oh, I want you to hit this deep ball. Because then he will always think deep ball. That's what he's always wanting to do, hit the, the home run, be Superman. That's what we always has seen, have seen. And that's where he kind of gets in trouble and he thinks he can force the ball. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it should just be all short, dragging across and have him hit it. But just get that mentality out of his head. And just the two coaches he had here, even though people say he's had so many coaches. He had two coaches, and both of them pretty much had a deep route system. Mm-hmm. So he, either way, it, it may have been just not the right system for him he's all had all the talent in the world let's be honest he has it all it's just he couldn't break those bad habits but either way thank you james for five years one hell of a, an amazing roller coaster last year it was fun regardless even though it was stressful as hell but thank you thank you james winston we will still follow your career it's still exciting nonetheless yeah, I, no, I agree with that and you know, wish Jameis nothing but the best. I hope he, you know, finds his new team uh, here pretty soon. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, he'll be he'll be a starter um, once again and, and hopefully have some good, uh, better success and, and, you know, learn and, and get to where he needs to be as, as far as that potential, you know, franchise quarterback that he can be. Uh, it's just... Yeah, it just didn't work out here for uh, as far as Tampa goes. Um, again, that doesn't discredit what he did as far as numbers and, and what he did more importantly in the community. So, yeah. you know, thank him for that. And, uh, you know, again, just wish him the best. But I think when it comes down to the Bucks, I mean, they had the option of Tom Brady. You're going to choose Tom Brady. Um, if Tom Brady wasn't available, uh, I, I think Jameis would have been back. But Tom Brady was out there, so they went for it. You know, that's that's what it is now. I mean, yes, we're we're moving forward. We have Tom Brady, Jameis Winston. Thank you for everything, especially the off the field stuff. Mark Cook posted something uh, from Pewterport about stuff that he did off the field. All this, always smiling, always. That's all you ever heard. Like I work with physical therapy patients, and they, literally all they talk about, like, oh, he lives next to me, or he, I see him at Publix. And it's nothing but good reviews. That's and that's he's always had a smile on his face. He's always right. been a very charismatic, fun loving, like confident dude. And people almost got mad because he was so confident. And it who cares? He's comfortable with himself. He's doing the I'm eating W's thing. Like, let mm-hmm. him be. He is who he is. Like and if it's goofy to you, cool. But it is what he believes in himself. And he thinks he can be that great quarterback. And I I want him to do that. I think he's actually convinced a lot of Buck fans that he will be that. And that's why mm-hmm. they hate that he's leaving. To me, right. I just I just see it. Bad, bad habits that just aren't being fixed and haven't in five years. That's a big... You can look at the whole damn thing and find out, okay, well, he did the same thing year one, he's doing the same thing year five. Right. So we got to move on, especially if Tom Brady's there. If you're that mad that we did it, just know that we have Tom Brady, okay? So that's enough <laughs> to say, okay, well, yeah, I can move forward with this dude. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, let's move forward. Let's go over to – actually, I want to mention this because this is actually a really good read. This is um, Rick Stroud's piece about when we signed Tom Brady. This is him talking about – if anyone hasn't seen it, please go read it. Rick Stroud. <laughs> if I haven't said his name enough, Rick Stroud. <laughs> But it's just pretty much going based off of the whole storyline of when Jason Light and Bruce Arians called him. It was a 90-minute conversation. Brady did a lot of the talking. Uh, It was more talking about how he knew about the players that he was already going to be coming to see. Talking about he was intrigued by the notion of having two pro bowlers, Evans, Godwin. Just stuff like that. And, like, he wanted to know, are they good guys? Not just good players, but are they good guys? And he's like, yes, the best. Mm-hmm. Rest assured, Jason Light said they are the best. And like just cool stuff like that. And then, you know, talking about how he knew that Todd Bowles was here, Jet said coach, making this defense better. Just I'm not gonna go over the whole thing, but 
it's a good read, a really good read. So if y'all want to go check that out, obviously it's on Tim Bay Times, Rick Stroud talking about Tom Brady. Great story. But moving forward, let's go over to something I wrote on, on Twitter. And I'll put it over here. This is, what's the vibe with everyone if the Bucks run after Devontae Freeman? He's a good pass catcher and a veteran who knows how to block in a vertical passing offense. Split the carries with Rojo to save his legs as well. What do y'all think? Robert Green, my man, says, puppy kicking mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I'll let you take it first, and then I will give the rebuttal. What do you think? Devontae Freeman, if he's even looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right. what would you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just it, – you know, it comes down to price point, obviously, and, you know, what he's looking for is what kind of role he wants to be. Um, but, you know, if he wants to, you know, come here on a cheap deal and it's a one-year, you know, kind of under $3 million type of contract, and I think you get to offer some upside if if it's him and Rojo, you know, kind of splitting the carries and, and splitting time and, you know, maybe not using Devontae as much as far as the ground game goes, but... As far as the passing game goes, I think he's an excellent asset. Uh, guy has over 60 catches, I believe, over the last two seasons. And, you know, he puts up a lot of good numbers. So as far as the pass game, and he can protect as far as pass protection. So I think it would be wise. Um, again, you know, the Bucks might want to go after maybe like a Deion Lewis since he has familiarity with Tom Brady. But De- Devontae Freeman's a little bit younger, and I think he still offers – you know, upside if he's healthy. I mean, obviously that's the main concern with him, you know, injuries. And, you know, I was going through the replies, you know, from Twitter and a lot of, you know, fans were bringing that up injuries. And then didn't look like he was himself last year. Um, didn't look fresh or juice like that, you know, normal spark that he brings in the run game. And, you know, maybe that's a dirt cutter thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, cause running backs, when they play in his system, they tend to, you know, not do so well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't hate it. You know, again, I think he's a guy that can offer, he's definitely better than, you know, what we have currently as far as the backup running backs. I think Rojo should be your starter, but you know, you need some depth there behind him and, and really create a, a stable of backs. Yeah. So to me, this was my argument. So you pretty much said a lot of it. It's who do you want back there on third down, whether it is a pass play, staying in to, to guard TB12, Tom Brady. I mean, you want a, a veteran dude that knows blitz pickup. You want a guy that, yes, once he picks a guy up, can bail out and catch a ball and pick up a first down. A guy that knows what's going on in his head, not just on the field, like everything. So... You don't. I I do agree. I want a rookie as well, but to me, it's like we went through this with Rojo. Rojo has a lot of talent. His first year, Cutter literally didn't even put him on the field. And right. yes, it's it's wrong to do, but still, he doesn't want him learning on the field to kill his quarterback. Rightfully so. And you don't really don't want to do it for your forty-two-year-old quarterback who's going to be forty-three mm-hmm. in a couple months. So that's the only reason why I'm really like I would almost want a veteran over a rookie. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, what about Dylan from Boston College or uh, Akers from Florida State, who, who I'm really big on both of those dudes. Akers, mm-hmm. really, really big on. And yes, I and they both can do the same thing, but it's still, this is the NFL level. This is, guys are going a lot faster than they were at college. This is the best of everyone that was in college are now facing you every day. You're not facing... Uh, USBW or whatever the hell they're going to call these one of these small schools that's a tune-up this is mm-hmm. everyone is the Gators everyone's Alabama everyone's Clemson everyone yeah. so LSU LSU right so I think I would want a more mature dude half the time because Rojo yeah like you said will be my number one I would say Devontae Freeman is my scat back catch third down back guy that I can actually trust to block and catch the ball. That was my only argument because it, it would make kind of sense. But yeah, contract matters, of course. This dude, if he's expecting big money, come on. Injuries, 
through 28, 30 is the year of, of running backs. And right now, no running back is getting paid. So you're right. definitely not getting paid, especially if they have injury issues. So those two plus – you're coming to Tom Brady if you come here. You're going to take a pay cut. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then there you go. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll go on without you. Go go sign with the Dolphins. But, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. You're right about, you know, running backs not getting paid. You know, Todd Gurley just got released, and he signed, you know, with the Falcons for, I think, about $5 million. And then you have, you know, Melvin Gordon, who, you know, went to uh, the, the Denver Broncos, and I think he got – maybe close to 8 million, something like that. But again, running back. Right. But again, you know, they're, they're not a lot of them getting paid, you know, obviously had the ridiculous Le'Veon Bell contract last off season, but you know, teams aren't, aren't really doing that. And it's so easy to draft a running back. And, you know, I'm definitely on the, on the crowd as far as, you know, drafting uh, a running back this year. And I think they will, but at the same time, I, I, I think you're right as far as adding a veteran back there and it's definitely upgrading over, you know, a Daria um as your third down back and, you know, have a, you know, have a veteran and then have another rookie uh, to support Rojo. You know, I would love if they could get Devontae Freeman and then AJ Dillon as your, mm. you know, you know, your power back as far as goal line situations or, you know, short yardage. So, you know, that, that's something to look at. You know, you want to have a variety of running backs that bring different things, uh, especially in today's game. I mean, that's what San Francisco does. Uh, they have running backs that can do a lot of different things and multiple things, and they use them all very well. So that's something I think, you know, B.A. definitely wants to add to his offense. I think he talked about it, how he wants a guy that can, you know, catch the football. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, Devontae Freeman, he fits the bill. You look at a Cam Akers or a, um, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think is the best yeah, fit. I think he's the best fit if you if you want to draft a rookie running back because he can do the pass blocking, he can do the catching. I think he's really advanced as far as his route running. Uh, I think he would be a great fit. But, again, it depends on how high they want to take him, uh, you know, once the draft starts. Because I think a majority of Buck fans are looking at the really, really high running backs like Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. That's like first round, borderline cusp of extremely early second round. And I don't think we need to be looking that high. I mean, you can get a running back any route. Like look at Kamara, look at Kareem Hunt. I mean, well, look at the group group chat. So Gene Thomas says upgrade over Peyton Barber. I would agree. Uh, Jeffrey Olson also said, sign Freeman and draft P. Ryan on day three. Good point as well. He says, a whole mm-hmm. new running back group. Pretty much, besides Rojo being there, could, and he'd, he'd be the lead cow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, well, we'll get to that. Doug Beef Tongue. <laughs> My man says, Freeman would be a great. So, I mean, you got to think, what what does Tom Brady want? He wants a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, Devontae Freeman has shown he can do that. I mean, let's just quickly move over to this. Yes, he's never even really had that many great rushing years. He had two years of over 1,000 yards, pretty much. And he had two over 10 touchdowns those two years. But the last two years have been, lack for a better term, trash. <laughs> to be honest. But what's been consistent is his ability to catch the ball, 59 receptions, Seven average, I'll take that. He was hurt all out the year before, but still, mm-hmm. all these catches he's had—that's something that Tom Brady could really, really use and appreciate. Not to mention his blocking, like we've been mentioning. But that's just my go-to. I, I think he would be a good pick pickup. Maybe some would like it, maybe some wouldn't. And then also, Beef Tongue said, "What if we sign Deion Lewis?" And that's another we've mentioned in the last live stream, and it's true, like. Similar mold, stocky, can catch the ball, mm-hmm. and power forward. I mean, that's something where Tom Brady could give influence on and tell us if Deion Lewis really is that worthy of picking up. I think Deion Lewis would love to be with Tom Brady again. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Deion is – I think, you know, it's been reported out there that Deion and, and the Bucks I think, express mutual interest. So that could be, you know, something that could be in the works, um, you know, but I think either or Devonte or or Dion I think would be good fits and definitely upgrades over 
you know, what they had there as far as putting running backs out there on third down and guys that can, you know, you can just add a little more versatility um, to your offense as far as play calls. Um, having a guy that can not only run the football, but also be able to pass, protect, and catch uh, is very important. And, you know, obviously the great thing is if Rojo can take that next step and really become um, a really good blocker and then also um, be more consistent with his hands and, and be a mismatch on the outside, uh, that's something that, you know, we have to look forward to. And, and hopefully that comes to fruition if we do get, you know, a veteran and also draft a rookie as well to add to that room. I think that would be really good and help our running game, but also our short passing game that is is definitely needed in today's NFL. Yeah, and then there was uh, Matty SOP said, who will be Tom Brady's favorite target this year? Ooh, favorite target. That's a good question. I, I'm leaning towards Chris Godwin uh, just because of how they utilize him in the slot. Uh, they utilize him outside. Um but who knows? I mean, you know, I was going to say O.J. Howard, but again, Bruce Arians doesn't really use the tight end uh, the way that, you know, other teams do as far as the two tight end sets and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's more three wide receivers and, you know, try to spread the field that way. But, you know, with Tom's influence, I mean, maybe they're going to collaborate on some things. I think I think they'll definitely do that. And, you know, maybe O.J. will get a bigger piece of the pie. But right now I'm leaning towards um, – Chris Godwin, as far as receptions and being the, the go-to. Hell, was Chris Godwin going to give up that number 12 either? That's the <laughs> I, I think he's going to, but... Yeah, I think they're working on that. And, you know, ideally, I think he, he, he gives it up, and then I I vote for him being number one. I would just, you know, take that number one jersey and, and ride with it. I wouldn't mind that either. Uh, then there was another question. This is actually a good question. Uh, Beef Tongue said, any chance we see John Franklin play wide receiver or DB, you think? Uh, John John Franklin, yeah, I think they put him at receiver late last year, I want to say. Um, Remember he had that one direct snap to him where he got a first down? Right, yeah, yeah, because he's played some quarterback. So, I mean, maybe they, uh, you know, explore with him a little bit. But, again, uh, we shall see. Again, that's – those, those spots are open as far as receiver or if he wants to go back to defensive back. So maybe, you know, maybe he can make an impact, but it's going to be a steep uphill climb for him. Well, let's see if he, based on how depth, how much depth there will be on this roster, because I'm assuming a lot more people will come to want to play with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So let's see if that bar gets risen so much higher where he can't even be on the team no more, if he's just strictly practice squad. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then here's the big, big question. Gene Thomas. He said, do you draft Brady's replacement this year or next year? Uh, that's a great question, Gene. Um, I, I think they're definitely going to draft a quarterback this year. I just don't know how high it's going to be as, as far as round. But you know, I'm leaning towards right now as far as QB, probably day three. Um but who knows? I mean, if they're if they're able to make trades and get more draft capital, maybe they sneak one in on day two. You know, it just depends on who they really like. You know, if Jacob Eason is there in like round three, I think he probably pull the trigger. Um, Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts, guys like that. If, if they're available, um, you know, later on and maybe even like late second, like if you want to trade up into the late second, you know, use one of those fours that you have. It very well could be a possibility. Yeah. I no doubt think it's going to be this year. I mean, it has to be because, again, that's the other people. Everyone was worried, oh, there's no future. You got Tom Brady, what does he have, one, two years? Mm-hmm. The same thing with Jameis. You were still hoping to think he was our future. You didn't really know. Everyone assumed he was going to have a better year two because of the Carson Palmer effect, right? Mm-hmm. But – you didn't know. You didn't 100% know he was going to get better. So right. we a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people wanted Jameis. Yeah, they wanted Jameis to uh, uh, franchise tag, and that's a one-year deal. And you know, who knows what yeah. he would have done this year if he shits the bed? Then it's like <laughs> you got to, you still got to draft a quarterback the next year. So I, I think they're drafting a quarterback regardless. At you know this this season, this off season. Sorry to cut you off there. No, you're right. Well, I. 
ultimately, I, I would say, hopefully, second round. And people will be like, oh, well, what about getting Tom Brady protection weapons? Hey, listen. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I think he's pretty set with what he has right now on offense. I think it's more what we do with that defensive line to keep it together. If we can't keep it together, you better draft to help bolster it more. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, let's move over. It says Ben Schaefer, I believe his name is. Nonetheless, we would that scenario be the best situation for Jameis and the Bucks? I'm assuming bringing him back for a cheaper deal to be a backup. Uh, as far as back to the Bucks, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think he's coming back to the Bucks. I don't see that happening. Uh, I think well, Jameis. He just said goodbye, right? Yeah, I, I don't see Jameis coming back. I think he's gonna, you know, find find a spot, whether that be like Pittsburgh, Washington, Jacksonville, you know, maybe San Diego, or not San Diego, crap, <laughs> Los Angeles. Uh, you know, one of those teams I think could be a potential suitor, um, and, and who knows? Maybe he he goes to, maybe he goes to New England. I mean, you never know. So, I, I think it. I honestly think Belichick says no. <laughs> probably so, but uh, you know, I wish him the best, but I don't see him coming back uh, to Tampa. I mean, he just said the no to. I mean, I'm assuming that's what Ben Schaefer was replying to, but I he said no. And I think it's just moving forward. He just wants to move on to the next chapter, learn, and get better. I mean, it sounds like people are going to make him a backup, and that's not media. Like a lot of people are saying, it's media is doubting him. He put together, yes, a great resume, but still, at the end of the day, turnovers make you a winner or a loser. And teams are, I think Dan Orlovsky said it the best. Help me if I'm butchering this bad. He put it said, year by year, got, there's millions of dollars on the line. Every coach is year by year just about. Every player is year by year, and you're trying to win for a championship. Like we were saying earlier, if you can't win four in a row, you're not getting there. And James, mm-hmm. with his turnover machine mentality, isn't going to get you there. And do you think this offensive lineman that's near the end of his career or this head coach who's just trying to win, just keep his job – is going to want to groom a guy that just keeps turning the ball over? Right. No, if you did, you're going to draft a new quarterback to say, oh, he just doesn't know any better, so trust me to fix him. 26-year-old, five years in the league, he should know better. And that's why it's kind of hard for him to find a job right now because he's got to be able to prove that he can get rid of those turnovers. And five years in, there's going to be a sixth year. He hasn't proven it. Yeah. Did I butcher it or did I do well? No, no, you're you're on there. You're on. You're spot on. So, and I think Dan, you know, talked about. I think in the same interview, how you know the defense was pretty much average starting position, the 39 yard line, and Bucks territory. So they were always and put in bad spots because of the turnovers. And you know, if you allow you know 20 yards, that's easy points. That's a field goal. Uh, if you allow 40 yards, that's a touchdown. And if you're punting and you only allow 40 yards, usually that's a punt, you know, so you're getting the ball back. Uh, so he, I think it, the big thing is, you know, teams and general managers, coaches, they just don't know if they can trust Jameis. I mean, the, the way he's reckless with the ball and, you know, not being self-aware of, okay, I can't put this, I can't put the rest of my team in bad situations because I'm going to try to risk it and throw it in here in certain spots. Risk it, risk it. Yeah, and, you know, that just – it doesn't sit well with, like you said, you know, the important people who make the calls as far as business decisions uh, and they have jobs on the line can't put their trust into a quarterback that, you know, it's just going to continue to be so inconsistent and you can't have that. I just had to respond to one, one question on there that was just a little bit out there for me. But uh, <laughs> uh, actually, Ben Schaefer was reporting back. He said, "My point is, is there a better situation for Jameis to to develop in the NFL? That to be he than to be here and learn from Brady. Perhaps a smart decision for him would be to take less money and to come back. No. And then he corrected, uh, yeah. So, but go ahead, take it. I think you were going to say exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, 
No, I mean, I, I think he's just got, I think, ego and, and pride. And I just don't think he would be, you know, coming back to a situation where he's the backup in Tampa. Um, no, I, I think he's going to go elsewhere, start, you know, start a new uh, beginning and, you know, start fresh. I just don't see him um, sitting behind Tom Brady. Obviously, I think that'd be wise, but at the same time, I just don't, as far as Jameis goes, don't see it happening. I agree with you. It's just, he said his goodbyes. It would be the smart decision. Absolutely. I mean, I think any quarterback would want this coming in or just doesn't understand it fully yet would want to learn from a guy that's won six Super Bowls, nine appearances in the Super Bowl. Every year has never had a losing record. Sheamus has had nothing but losing records and won above 500. So it's like, yes, it's point blank. Everyone would like benefit from learning behind him. But, mm-hmm. hey, he's he's a self-made man. He's trying to make it on his own. He believes in himself. And that's a really good thing. That's what you need to have in this NFL confidence, especially in yourself. But uh, before I address this one question, mm-hmm. anyone who's still here, please like and su- subscribe. I believe it's there. If it's not, it's over there. Please give us this. It'll it'll help. Now that we're on YouTube, this is part of the process. Please help us out. Mm-hmm. With that said, plus I'm going to let you address this. I'm not going to address it. This is from Beef Tongue. He said, what do you say to Buck fans that have TBDS? Oh, forgive me. Tom Brady derangement syndrome. That are worried about the Brady signing to calm them down. Okay, I I read it a total different way. So it's Tom Brady derangement syndrome that are worried about it and just to calm them down. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we we talked about, you know, as far as the risks go with Tom Brady, obviously the age is a factor. Um, So I understand, like, you know, the worry and, like, you don't have a uh, future QB prospect in place as of now. But, you know, it's Tom Brady. I mean, the guy is very smart. He's probably the smartest football player out there right now. Um, He just knows how to process things quickly. I know people are worried about, oh, well, if he gets one hit, he could be done. That's, <laughs> that, that's with every player. I mean, every player, if somebody gets hit the wrong way, they could be done just like that. It's it's not for long. That's the NFL. Um, so I, I'm not worried about it. I think Tom is, is really good. I mean, we're going to get to some clips here in a little bit just to show you as far as the mental processing goes and, and how – just how good he is as far as understanding defenses, you know? Yeah. I mean, my concern right now is like probably the biggest concern is this COVID-19 and like, if, if this doesn't go away, then you have to worry about, you know, are they be able to get chemistry and, and, you know, on the same page as far as the offense goes and stuff like that. And, you know, will there, will there be a season and, you know, all those things. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully this goes away soon, but, um, yeah, I'm not concerned with him as far as on-field play. I think it's still really good, especially when you watch the tape of last year. The guy's not declining. I think the talent around him has declined, and I think that, and I think that's why his numbers have started to fall off. But the guy is still an animal. He works the hardest out of probably most of the players, if not all. Um, he's in great shape. I mean, the guy eats avocado ice cream. And What's so, <laughs> I mean, he's like in tip top shape and he's got personal chefs like dude doesn't age. He still looks like he's 21 years old. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Well, good, good answer. And then Gene Thomas asks, are the Bucks a QB away from the Super Bowl? With that said, if you guys have been here the 52 minutes and 58 seconds, let's just dive Really quick, we're not going to go heavy into this. We're just going to show a couple things of what we're going to move forward into. Mm-hmm. This is Real Bucks Talk. We like to talk about it. We're Now we're going to show you it. And mm-hmm. this is where we wanted to get into. This is game film breakdown. And this is Tom Brady against the Baltimore Ravens. Pretty much everyone harps on how he's an old man. He's 42, going to be 43. He can't – he's a statue. He can't move. Well, dude – just, let's just take a peek at this one little quick play. 
is this 42, 43-year-old man really that old and can't move around? Again, read and play, high deep safety. Looks like it's all man, guys dragging by, hike. Oops, pressure's coming in, DeMar Dotson, oops. <laughs> Finds his element. <laughs> okay, and there it is. So, does that look like a 43-year-old man to you? Let's just be honest. No, not at all. I and mean, this is awareness in the pocket, feeling it, always keeping his eyes downfield. Little swim move, oh, whoop. Chris Berman, whoop. Finds Edelman in the pocket where, okay, this guy didn't stay on him, it's man. Again, separate angle, Tom Brady. Always eyes downfield. Feels it, gets around it. Man in front of his face. Look at this. Look at this angle of throw. The dude's right there. <laughs> well, this window is very short. Yes, Edelman's getting open for him, but this is Tom Brady making the move. Perfect yeah, look pass. At, look at that. Look how he, uh, he changes that you know, arm angle. Like this is right. pretty, right? Yeah. yeah, right here. Right at the end. Little arm angle switch. Gets it over the defender. Pretty. Yeah. And let's go over one more play before we leave everyone. This is a very much a Bruce Arians type play. A deep post, correct? So shotgun, let's let's throw this damn ball down the field. No risk it, no biscuit, correct? That's what we all like to do. Everyone thinks that that's all we do. So let's just let it play out and then we'll talk about it after. Tom Brady diagnosing. Looking for Edelman. Oops. Now look at this throw. He's throwing from the 30 all the way to the 40. That's a 10, 20, 30, 30-yard 30 throw on pretty much a rope right to Edelman, who is not a big man. He's not big at all. Okay, guys? So perfectly right to him between three defenders, too. We're talking one, two, three. The big triangle, hit, throw it to space, catch the ball. Great job. And let's look at it from a different angle. Tom Brady again, diagnosing. Coming back. Confidence in the pocket, perfect pocket. Doesn't get rattled. Sometimes Winston would skedaddle out of there. Nope. Stand strong, delivers, perfect. Now imagine 6'5", Mike Evans being right there. 6'2", Godwin. This is a 5'11", 5'10", Edelman. Perfect. Like that. Please bring that to Tampa Bay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> But like little things like that is what we're going to bring. And I hope you just enjoyed that quick little a minute, two minute, whatever the hell it was. But stuff like that is what we're going to try and bring more and more of and get more in depth into. And plus, what do you feel about this little quick clip? No, again, it's it's a lot of good stuff. And if you if you watch the tape, I mean, you know, Tom Brady still has a lot of a lot of game left in him. Uh, that's why I'm not too concerned. Uh, again, it's it's about you know what what are the Bucks going to do now as far as adding around him uh, to ensure that you know he has everything that he needs and you know we can operate uh, very smoothly going forward um, throughout the season and and making sure that he's well protected and you know he can do what you know he does and that's you know be consistent and make and make good plays and and win ball games and that's. That's what it comes down to. That's what all of that matters. This is a this is a winning football move that the Buccaneers made, and that's what it's about. It's about winning championships. It's not about second place. It's about winning, you know, those rings, and you know that's what we're after. So, but you know, that's that's what we're going to be bringing here at at the Real Bucks Talk YouTube channel. We're going to bring a lot more uh, game analysis, game study of you know certain players, film study stuff like that, and and really you know, get into the why and, and show you, okay, this is what is going on. And, you know, and tape doesn't lie. So we're just going to put it out there and see what you guys think. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. Exactly. And this is the stuff that we've ultimately wanted to do. Like we talk a lot. Everyone can talk a big game and everyone, if you've been around the Bucks media or not media, just podcasts and stuff, there's been a lot of rah-rah guys and just, oh, a cheerleader type of dip. We're just here looking at what we see and showing you now what we see. We're not just telling you because people may have thought of us as haters. The thing is, if you see the same thing over and over on tape that we're seeing, we're starting to show you now. 
habits are hard to break. And if you're not breaking them, you're, you're staying status quo. So this is what we saw and we got called haters for it. So maybe you're going to join us in being haters or maybe you're going to be realists with us. And just we're just building logic up. <laughs> well, I mean, other than that, it's going to be fun for us. I, I hope it's going to be fun for y'all. Um, Beef Tongue loved it. He said that was awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Beef Tongue. I mean, seriously, they, we, we wanted to do this just for, for us, but also saw the value and what it will bring for all of us as Buck fans. And I'm hoping y'all appreciate that. Even though it was two, two minutes, there's going to be a lot more moving forward. Um, but also, last question, Beef Tongue said, do you guys think we missed out on signing Sanders? I'm assuming he means Emmanuel Sanders. And are you concerned he went to the Saints? Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a good move for the Saints. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely concerned. I mean, adding a guy like Emmanuel uh, next to Michael Thomas, I think that's a good fit for, you know, what, you know, the Saints like to do on offense. And, you know, I, I'm sure the Bucks had some interest in, in getting Sanders, but, you know, he's got to do what's best for him. And I think he saw a bigger playing time role uh, with the Saints. And, you know, the Bucks weren't going to pay – Eight million for you know their number three receiver, especially when you have a draft that is just super loaded with yeah, just stacked with right wide receiver talent, talent that you could get in the fourth and and, and maybe in the fifth, sixth round and find a you know a future starter at receiver. So I, I think that's where most teams are leaning. That's why you don't see a lot of receivers being signed right now. So you know, maybe if the Bucks don't end up with a receiver in the draft, which I think is highly doubtful, but if they don't, you could see them signing maybe a veteran uh, to bring in after the draft when, you know, contracts are definitely much cheaper uh, going forward. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's concerning. You know, the Saints are good. They're going to be our, our toughest competition. I mean, they were good last year. They're going to be good this, this year. Man, Emmanuel, Sandler, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is truly just a deep threat. Great route runner, yes, but ultimately a deep threat. And I think if we're this aggressive, we're this much at pushing the pocket and making you throw the ball early, again, Drew Brees is smaller. Yes, he's great at diagnosing, but Avita Vea, JPP, Shaq Barrett are pushing the pocket. Hopefully a Michael Golson or, dare I say, Kinlaw, Derek Brown. Holy hell. Like, mm-hmm. things can be dangerous for that Drew Brees. He, he could get hit once and he's out for the career, right? So right. everyone's exactly. thinking Tom Brady's going to go out, one hit. Imagine big-ass 6'4", 350-pound Vita Vea laying on you. You're dead, okay? I joked about it all the time. But, uh, I mean, it is scary, but look at the Bucks. The Bucks roster is scary. Any way you look at it, people may downplay it, but... Tom Brady's here now to deliver to these big-ass targets that were two pro bowlers. O.J. Howard, who hasn't had a breakout year, but now has a guy that knows how to throw to tight ends. And we will show more of that. There was more in there, but I haven't shown it yet. Mm-hmm. But this damn thing is going too long. But, <laughs> but other than that, guys, like it's going to be fun. Like Tom Brady's bringing a newfound joy to this city, not making you even think about COVID-19, even though my damn work is closed for a week, looks like. I'm assuming. But either way, I mean, think about the potential, I guess. Don't think about the crap that's happening right now in the world because it's getting scary. But mm-hmm. I'm glad we all can talk about Bucks football and enjoy. And then, oh, I guess Gene Thomas said we were called haters by who? <laughs> Uh, I, you, you could, you could guess some gene. I mean, uh, a lot of the, you know, select, obviously FSU, a little bit bias, you know, the FSU. Yeah. You know, just the usual suspects as far as your Jameis, big time Jameis supporters. And, and, uh, and, and that's the funny thing because we were one of the big time supporters of Jameis Winston, but, you know, after a while, it's just, you know, once you see things, yeah, it's time. It was time for a change, and I think this is going to be best for both parties uh, going forward. And you know, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's what's to come, and you know, we're just going to see how this thing plays out. <laughs> I agree. But then Maddie Sop says, 
I'm bullish on the Bucks. <laughs> Gene Thomas said, I need names. Hey, uh, let's, let's, don't be name callers now. And be yeah. tongue with the Vita Vea pancake. And it's true. He's second he lays on someone, someone's going to pop. But other than that, we've been over an hour, guys. Thank you for actually all the questions and being here and joining us. But before we let you all go, remember we have our Real Bucks Talk Facebook group. Come in here. Always good chats. I mean, you got freaking Tom Brady being handed over to the Buccaneers here. We have Brady as uh, Jerry Maguire over here. Um, I mean, just stuff where you're going to be able to see good conversation. Everyone, Rob Dunlap is beef tongue. Robert Green, like, there's a whole lot of good conversations with people, education, fun, good stuff. And we're just trying to grow as Buck fans, right? So come join us, Real Buck Stock at Facebook. Again, we're on Twitter as well. Come join us here, Real Buck Stock on Twitter. Come join the fun. That's all we can say, right? But other than that, you have any other send-offs? No. uh, Again, just big thank you uh, for all the support. Uh, Thank you for everyone in the chat, and you know, just continue uh, to to enjoy uh, what's what's to come. I mean, it's going to be exciting, and uh, you know, a lot of good things um, for this franchise. I think this is definitely going to be a turning moment. Uh, and you know, I'm just excited to, you know, see what's going to be on the horizon. But as of now, um, yeah, we got a lot more content coming up on, on real bucks talk. So yeah, be sure to uh, share this, uh, hit subscribe, like it, um, uh, comment, you know, do all those good things and we appreciate you. Awesome guys. Plus you have a good night and everyone else go bucks. Go bucks.